This is Norm Holy from WFHB, and today I'm interviewing Professor Jeffrey Dukes, who is head of the climate, Purdue Climate Lab. He's going to talk specifically about the release of their first review of issues in Indiana and broader. At Purdue here, we have a center called the Purdue Climate Change Research Center, and we have about 80 to 90 faculty members involved with this center. For the past two or three years, we've been conducting an assessment of how climate change is going to affect the state of Indiana with many, many collaborators and colleagues from, from around the state, including down there in Bloomington at, at IU. Um, it, we, we started out with this assessment by going out to different uh, you know, stakeholder groups, what we call stakeholder groups, basically interested individuals and sectors of the state and asking people who work in the energy industry or in health or uh, as planners, et cetera, et cetera. We were asking them, what do you need to know about climate in general in your sort of daily life for, for planning for your work? And what do you need to know about climate change to do the best possible job in planning for the future. So we went around the state and got feedback from them on many different sectors, and then we went out and found the top experts around the state in these fields and asked them if they would be willing to basically contribute their time towards producing an assessment that brings together the latest knowledge about how climate change will affect each of these sectors. And to the extent that we could, we wanted to specifically address the, the needs expressed by the stakeholders in these different sectors. So we had a bunch of feedback, and we, so we got these expert groups together, and they came up with outlines of what they expected might be a useful product, and that went back to the stakeholders. The stakeholders said, you know, either yes, this is what we were looking for, or no, actually we wanted some different information. And eventually now we've gotten to the point where we have drafts of most of these reports written that are confirmed to be what the stakeholders want, largely, and we're going through the review process with most of these right now. Last week, we released the first of the actual reports, and this is just the report that says what we expect Indiana's future climate to look like. So this, this report that we released first is sort of the basis of all these other reports that are looking at what the implications of that future climate will be. Um, so we have lots of different climate variables that we've looked at within this first report. This report is just really laying those all out and laying out some of the dramatic changes in the hottest temperatures that we're going to get in Indiana, some of the changes in precipitation patterns we're expecting, that sort of thing. This assessment is based on, well, it's, it's based on historical records. So we've been looking at the past climate in Indiana and how it's been changing up to the present. And then we're using basically the latest computer model outputs that are available from modeling groups from around the world to look at what the best guess as to the future climate is. We're using the output of what are known as the CMIP-5 models. Basically what this is is a, a round of comparisons of model output where the models are predicting what the future is going to look like given a couple different possible scenarios of, of how society functions. Do we as a society emit 
more greenhouse gases or fewer greenhouse gases? How much energy do we use in the future? How much fossil energy do we use in the future? How much land conversion is there? Based on these scenarios, we have basically a, a medium emission scenario and a high emission scenario out of this, out of this what's called CMIP-5 exercise. And we looked at the output of 10 different models from this exercise. And we're using those projections to then look at what Indiana's future might look like. We can't just take the raw output of those models and get a very sort of fine-scale picture of what we would expect in Indiana because they're pretty coarse. They have large grid cells, so basically the resolution is pretty low on those models because it's just too hard for the computers. It's too computationally intensive uh, for, for the computers to run these models at really high resolution. There are just too many calculations to be done. It gets incredibly expensive. So there's the, the output from these models is relatively coarse when you're looking at something like the state of Indiana and trying to figure out what changes in climate are going to be from one spot to the next. How fine a resolution is there? If Do they basically predict something for the Midwest? It's a little... Indiana would be represented by a couple grid cells, maybe, or pieces pieces of a, of a few grid cells, not the sort of resolution you'd want if you wanted to say, we expect that Evansville will, the future of Evansville might be like this, whereas South Bend might be like this. And if you want to get some reasonable variation within the state, you need to do a little bit more work, essentially. And so that's where we do something called downscaling. There's a process called statistical downscaling that we use to sort of apply known statistical relationships in climate from one part of the state to another part of the state and apply those to the output of these models to get higher resolution and more realistic pattern of variation across the state. So you can take it down to more uh, regional within the state assessments. Right, exactly. So we can give a best estimate of what the future is going to look like for a given county within Indiana. Now, that shouldn't be confused with our being extremely accurate on what the future is going to be within that county. There are a bunch of reasons that we can't give a perfect prediction for the future. For for one thing, we just don't know how much greenhouse gas we will emit as a society in the future that's going to be driving these changes. For another thing, the models certainly are not perfect. They've all got some level of difference of opinion in how exactly to represent the, the world and the climate-relevant processes that we have in the world. So there are these, all these different visions for what the future might look like depending on the exact model, and, and none of them's perfect. But what we end up doing is taking an average of these 10 models and using that as our sort of most likely projection for the future based on a given scenario for, for greenhouse gas emissions. And then we apply that to Indiana and, and give it the sort of um, the geographic integrity in terms of the patterns that we already know exist within the state in terms of climate warmer in the south than it is in the north, patterns of rainfall that vary across the state, this sort of thing. It's What we're doing is we're creating a best estimate for the state that's at a high resolution, even though there's certainly uh, a range of possible future climates that we could end up having. What results did you put in the first report for Indiana? Yeah, in the, in the first report for Indiana, we put a lot of results that have to do with temperature and precipitation and extreme climate. You know, one of the striking patterns that we see over time in Indiana is that temperature has been getting warmer in many seasons, not as much in summer recently as in other seasons, but there has been low and steady increase in temperature. And that increase in temperature has picked up on average over the last 50 years or so. It's been happening faster. 
At the same time, we also see changes in precipitation. So Indiana has gotten a lot wetter in general, and particularly, again, in the past 50 years or so, it's gotten quite a bit wetter. On average, the precipitation within state has gone up by five or six inches a year over the last 120 years or so. The state's quite a bit wetter than it used to be, something like 15% wetter on average and a bit warmer. Thank you for the interview. I've been speaking with Professor Jeffrey Dukes, head of the Climate Lab at Purdue. Thank you very much for your contribution.